And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here rejoining us back on the couch for this week's episode, Mr. Lee Hancock. How's it going, guys? Lee here. Mate, after a little stint abroad interstate there in Melbourne, you had yeah. a bit of a bout of the flu. Oh, I did. It was terrible. Yeah. How are you feeling? Better now. Bit and firing? So, I mean, it's a great day to be inside doing a pod. It's absolutely terrible outside. It's Weird. horrendous, isn't it? It's shocking out there. Look at this guy bringing out the big words early. Mr. Roy <laughs> Hancock also joining us. How are you, pal? Yeah, good, mate. Good. We'll swing into the playoffs and um, a lot of NBL action, which I'm keen to get into as well. Mate, the NBL and NBA playoffs and finals for the NBL are running absolutely rampant at the yes. moment, and we're loving it. The content is just pouring out. We're stoked. All three of us, the band's back together on the couch. We've got a lot to discuss today. We're going to rattle through some quick odds and ends, and we're going to we're going to do a bit of a power rankings based on the eight teams remaining in the NBA. Um, just based on, we think, probability to win the title. So looking forward to getting into that with you guys shortly. Um, but without further ado, just quickly, we'll rip through some quick housekeeping points. As always, guys, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the show, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Like, subscribe, share. I know, do all the fun I know stuff. all of us certainly appreciate it. We, uh, it means the world to us, as well as following all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok for when all the latest news breaks from both the NBA and NBL. Because... It is coming quick and fast at the moment, is it not, lads? Oh, I mean, there's always heavy, heavy amounts of news, isn't there? But there um, is. yeah, particularly over the off season, like it's underrated how much news happens over the off season. So, how are we feeling? Just quickly on that note, without meaning to cut you off there, yeah. Ro, we're coming to the end now of basketball season for both NBA and NBL. Yep. Is there starting to that little uh, like sadness onset starting to sink in late? Not really. As soon as the basketball season finishes, I start thinking about who I'm going to pick up in my fantasy league. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. And like 2K always keeps us on our feet. So Indeed. we're never we're never short of NBA, you know, presence. Yep. And for yourself, Roy, similar mindset there? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's pretty bittersweet as the and season it's... comes to an end because we don't have that daily um, action to keep up with. But in saying that, as I was mentioning before, the news never stops with the NBA, whether it be trades over the off-season or just big happenings over the off-season. It's a 24-7, 365 business, isn't it? I was about it? to say, for, no doubt for our all of us with partners each, I'm sure they're yeah. pretty happy this time oh, of year when yeah. they kind of get yeah, their um, their boyfriends back because I know from I speak on behalf of myself, I'm pretty glued <laughs> to my phone during NBA yes. season, but that goes with the territory. But uh, without further ado, guys, let's get into some quick odds and ends. Now, here's one for you. It's kind of almost null and void due to him coming back today, Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. But earlier in the week, it was revealed he suffered a right orbital fracture as well as a mild concussion in game six versus the Raptors. Now, my kind of question and little point on this is, this happened with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They were up by 29 points. Mm -hmm. What was Doc Rivers thinking by keeping him in the game? Like if this had, like he returned today, the Sixers got the win against the Heat back in Philly there. But if he had gone down and missed potentially this whole series and they had got knocked out, how does how poorly does that look on Doc Rivers? Oh, it looks terrible on Doc Rivers. And it's unlike him to do something like this. You know, he's, um, I, I've grown up knowing that he's a, a great coach. Um, it's just out of his out of his um, character, I'd say. Um, but no, it's just silly. silly 29 play. points with four minutes to go, Ro. What was he thinking? Oh, completely unnecessary, wasn't it? And it probably reflects badly on him because he's been copping a bit of heat as it is, and particularly yes. with the, I guess, mounting pressure on the Philadelphia 76ers. If, as you were saying, Nick, if Joel Embiid did miss the rest of this series and they went down, mm. he would be copping some serious heat. Would have been His chair would have been, 
ultimately hot. Um, and still is, yeah, even at the is. moment. Yeah. Even with that win today, they're currently down in the series 2-1 versus the Miami Heat, but his seat is growing increasingly hotter by the moment. Here's a quick one for the both of you. Please. What's your gut feel on where Doc Rivers will be come the season's end? Do you think he'll be still coaching the Philadelphia 76ers or do you think he'll be moved on? I think no. You think he won't be? I don't think yeah, he will be. Okay. Yeah, I think he'll move on too. Yep. Oh, it's a big move. Is it, for yourself. Is it? Well, I think it's very dependent on what happens in the rest of this series. If they somehow, I don't know how it's going to happen, if they manage to somehow come back in this series against the Heat, um, he might be safe. I'm but keen to see where they are on all of our will. power. I, mean, I think we might differ a little bit. Maybe. It's 2-1 right now. Isn't it is. It? It's not unheard of if they came back. And I mean, the two games that Philadelphia went down, Joel and yeah, B wasn't, wasn't playing. playing. So and you on have the to, road as well. And on the road, yeah. So it's interesting. And Danny Green shooting like one of 11 oh, from three. Well, not today. He was no, lights it was out. It was good lights today. out. But I'll speaking of it. another... Another familiar face in uh, in Philadelphia there. Ben Simmons during the week underwent successful back surgery. Yes. Um, this will now start an initial recovery period of three weeks before he begins an extensive rehab period. Hoping to be back there for training camp. Mm. But um, I was just thinking, can this be the point that gets him over the line? Can he return now, Lee? Can he? Well, I was like, just, can he return and actually grace us with his presence? I think he can, and I think he can get to the caliber that he was over in Philly. But my question is, will Throughout the rest of his career, he had some, like, hindering hate from fans and the league in general. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think he so. Will. Yeah. I okay. think now it's become so prominent. Um, like, I don't think there's really any way for him to shake it. Nah. He would have to just become an absolutely beloved star within the league, you know, defensive player of the year, finals, mm. you know, really show out and show what made him such a great player initially and kind of change that perception. I'm going to try keep open-minded because I feel like it's going to be similar to Russ this year, but even worse where his terrible games will get on the media and then the games where and then when he plays good, you won't hear about it. In your time as an NBA fan, have you come across someone who has been so disliked in the NBA community? I can't have said like Grace and Allen. Like, I was about to say him, but I think universally, universally, I think Ben Simmons probably takes the cake. Yeah. Even over players like you look at Harden, KD, even LeBron, you know, for as much as he's loved, he's also equally hated. Um, I think Ben Simmons takes the cake on that one. I feel like it's sort of, his is exacerbated by the fact that it's on and off the court. Great mm. word, that. I love yeah. that word, exacerbated. Word right? of the day. Yeah, yeah, word of the day, lock it in. Well, <laughs> maybe another bloke who could potentially, I know certainly within the Warriors franchise, is becoming a hated name, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Um, oh, his yeah. absolutely horrendous foul there on Gary Payton during game two yeah. has resulted in Payton suffering a fractured elbow as well as slight ligament damage. Now, we're looking at at least three weeks for his return. Hopefully, should the team, the Warriors there, make it to the finals, he will return. But it's a big blow just for their d- d- defensive identity. Absolutely. Um, but I think it's almost done more harm than good for the Grizzlies. Mm. Now, he'll sit out game three um, against the Warriors there, Dylan Brooks, for that foul, which was completely unnecessary. Mm, but I think this the way it's kind of fired up this Warriors franchise, yeah, it um, has. I think this will... Probably will have done more harm than good. Well, we were talking about the other week. They're, they're, Three they're, minutes into the game as oh, well. It's so unnecessary and you don't like to see it. You like to see players who play with passion, obviously, in, in these playoff settings, but particularly not um, dirty players like that. But, um, yeah, they're, they're going to struggle without Dylan Brooks. And the fact of the matter is, as you were saying, Golden State are now coming out 
even with a bigger point to prove than yeah. they previously had, which was already an enormous point to prove. Um, but on the other side of things, on the defensive end, GP out for those couple of weeks, it really does Two affect them on the defensive end. at least end. at yeah. the moment. So, yeah, big blow there, Hayley. I think it's going to fire up Draymond Green the most, to be honest. Like, like Rose said, you want to see some tough plays, but there's always a limit, and this was um, the limit. Like, imagine this if was it, just stupidity, though. Like, it, it wasn't happened, even close. What if it happened to like Curry or or, or Clay? Oh, I tell you what, Brooks's head would be on the chopping block. He, like public enemy number one. What did uh, we think of Draymond exiting the game the other day, chucking the birds up to the um to the crowd? I love it. I it, love it. This is what <laughs> makes sports so great: the passion that's involved. Um, you know, you need villains, you need heroes. And I love that Draymond's going to embrace that villain kind of role whilst there in my, uh, in Memphis. And he rubs salt into the wound by yeah. saying that he's on like whatever he's on twenty something million a year. Yep. You know, a twenty thousand dollar fine's not going to do much for him, which flex is which is very true. Very um, true. Speaking of a guy also who's not public enemy number one, he's kind of loved and hated depending on where you see it. Mm. But Tyler Hero mm. has clinched sixth man of the year as a surprise to no one. No. Uh, Kevin, he finished with ninety. First place votes. Kevin Love finished second. Oh, 96, should I say, Hero had. 96 right, first yep. place votes. Kevin Love finished second. He had three first place votes. <laughs> Cam Johnson had one. That says it all, doesn't now, it? 96, it was, you know, as close as you can get to being unanimous without yeah. being unanimous. Um, but across the season, he averaged 20.7 points, up from up 5.6 from last season. Mm. Uh, four assists, five rebounds, as well as going 40% from deep. Wow. which is up 4% from last season. Now, you know, this has kind of been written in stone for quite a while, hasn't it, Lance? It has. It has. It's been as short of uh, short of odds, <coughs> rather, sorry. Um, oh, frog in the throat, old boy. Yeah, a little bit, still recovering. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think we all knew yeah. that this was going to happen. And I guess from my point of view, what makes it even better is mm. the fact that he had such a down year last year to the Absolutely. point where we were thinking he might be dished off you know, sooner rather than later, and the Heat might not look into keeping him long term. Yep. And now he's put in one his greatest season so far, um, and it's oh, been phenomenal. really good to see. So yep, well-deserved. Lee, what do you think of Hero? I oh, love Hero. Yeah. I love Hero. And I, I think I love him so much because these really good six men of the year or just six men in general um, are usually some of the older heads. You look at like Carmelo and they kind of embrace the role. The fact that he's embracing the role and he's, Young, he's very young, speaks wow. highly to his character. Well, we've put a post up on our socials during the week, guys. Mm-hmm. The Daily Dribble 23 on Instagram. Check out our Facebook as well. We had it up there during the week, and I posed the question, would you like to see Hero in a different environment and one in which he's starting? How do you think Who he would wouldn't? go in that role, or are, do you enjoy him as that spark plug off the bench? I I prefer him as that spark plug, plug off the bench, but I you know, I mean I'd love to see him in a starting role. You know? Do you I, think Roe he could continue the output he's given at the moment while starting, say a different franchise altogether? Yeah, look, I think he could go to another franchise and be sort of like a twenty-one point a year player yep. um, in a starting role. But personally. I think he's perfectly suited to this six man off the bench role, particularly he's on it. Starters minutes as well. He yeah. is. It's not like he's coming in and only playing, you know, twelve minutes off the bench. He's he's playing regular minutes. And the other thing is, he's playing on a really good team with a great system, great coach, great supporting players around absolutely. him as well. So you've got to take that into account. Heat culture, baby. Yeah, heat culture. Absolutely. We love it. Heat what do you culture. reckon? Um, I, I love that role for him because he just absolutely excels in it and he's given all the responsibility and all the ball he wants, yeah, uh, which yeah. is awesome. And, you know, 
they're not inflated stats, but the fact he gets the ball as much as he does mm. is, you know, a contributing factor as to, you know, the output he gives. Yeah. I think if he was starting, let's say hypothetically on a, let's say I know a name that's been mentioned, the Utah Jazz. Right. When he's got to share the ball handling with Mike Conley, shots are going to Bogdanovich, you want to get touches to Rudy in the post, he's not going to get as much ample opportunity mm. to put up put up shots. No. Um, so I think this role really suits him. That being said, I would like to see what he can do. Yeah. Just for a season, just just to kind of put my mind at ease, I would like to see what he can do in that role starting. But uh, as Spo said, he's their sixth starter. He is, which is, which really says it all. He doesn't even classify him as a bench player. He's just you very know just another future guy. ahead for hero yeah. there. But very well deserved, nevertheless. Our sixth man of the year for this season, Miami Heat's Tyler Hero. Did anyone pick it? Oh, who did I? Actually, I don't know who he had. Yeah, yeah, I can't even remember. The, we'll uh, have to do a season review. We will yeah. in the coming weeks. Once the finals are done, we'll do a bit of a, a review. Yeah. I feel like one of us might have. Surely, I'd hate to look at my predictions. I feel like I was yeah. way off the mark. Yeah, that's part and parcel with covering the NBA. None <laughs> yeah. of our predictions are ever right. No, um, lads, let's move ahead. The Daily Dribble. All right, before I segue into a couple of NBL points, there odds and ends. Quick shout out. I, I forgot to mention at the top of the show to the yep. three networks we're a part of, guys. The cover here in Australia, mm. as well as Pop Culture Pros and the Spotlight Sports Network in the US. Um, very, very excited to be a part of all three networks, giving a platform to up-and-coming content creators to kind of showcase their work. So, guys, from the bottom of our hearts, we really appreciate all that you're doing and are stoked to be on this journey with you. Absolutely. Fantastic. Let's transition into the NBL. Now, it's the most exciting time of the year. The NBL finals are upon us. Before I get into what transpired in Game 1 last night, during the week, it was announced the Hawks head coach. Now, they got swept by the Sydney Kings 2-zip in their semi-final series. Mm, yep. The Hawks coach, Brian Gorshin, an Australian legend, uh, will step down as head coach. He'll be uh, overtaken by assistant Jacob Jacobus, um, and Gorshin will slot into a special advisor role mm. there for the team. So mm. still a part of the franchise, but just not in the top role. Yep. Um, but a big, uh, I would say a big loss there for the Hawks because the, the knowledge and experience that Gorshin brings is – just second to none. So. Absolutely, but I'm glad that he's still staying exactly. in an advisor role yeah. um, regardless. So keep him within the organisation, which is which is quite handy. And news, I think, you know, whether it's a different franchise or not, irrelevant. News that will make, I think, the entire NBL community happy. Bryce Cotton, King Cotton, has re-signed on a three-year deal with the, uh, the Perth Wildcats over there. It's just fantastic news for the league because this guy yeah. has... You know, finished second in MVP voting this season just behind Jalen Adams. It was really neck and neck between the two. Yep. But for the last couple of seasons, he has well and truly, you know, just shown his class as the premier player within the league. You know, over that last four or five years, second to none what he's been able to achieve. They just, uh, they sort of just had to chuck the absolute bag at him to, to keep him, didn't they? Like yep. they, they had to, you know, go out of their way to keep him because ultimately what, he's done for Perth basketball and what he's done for the NBL in general is enormous and it's more than words can really um, express. So the bar um, was here and single-handedly he was able to lift it to here. And on the back of that, the league's grown with him, Absolutely, Um, you know, so phenomenal. And he's so fun to watch. I was fortunate enough to see him in person this season and uh, like just the class this guy oozes is, is phenomenal. So awesome to see him back in the league for another three seasons there. We were fortunate enough last week, Ro, last Saturday, uh, to head to Game 2 where Melbourne United played the Jack Jumpers. Mm. Now, they won 79-72. to 72. Yep. I uh, won't go into too much detail, but just wanted to say this. 
in terms of sporting events I've been to, <laughs> I think that was probably the most incredible, just in terms of atmosphere, in terms of excitement and passion. Out there at my State Bank Arena, like it was just unparalleled to anything I'd been to before. I could not agree more with that. In yeah. terms of just like live sporting events where everyone was invested as each other in that crowd, there was 5,000 strong plus all with the same All goal. with arms around each other. Yeah. The, the voices were all gone Sunday. Strangers hugging each red. other. Yeah. It, was, it was unbelievable. It was a sporting event that I'll never forget. And let me just tell you what the Jack Jumpers have done for, you know, Tasmania in general has been absolutely enormous. There was people before the um, Jack Jumpers were introduced who didn't give two shits about basketball, yep. um, did not care for it at mm-hmm. all. And what it's done, it's it's turned people into avid basketball fans. And well, um, it's probably it's no so better great. example. A little shout out to your sister and my partner, Annabelle. Yep. I know she always loves a little bit of a, uh, a shout out on the <laughs> podcast. Yes. But her herself, I know she's kind of, yep. we've had quite a few arguments over the last couple of years about my, uh, my <laughs> I guess, my visual media content on yes. my phone or yep. TV watching basketball. Mm. Um, and she's kind of almost come to resent basketball because of how, how much time I spend on it. But <laughs> yeah, now yep. she is front and center, you know, clamoring for a ticket, you know, wants to be the first person through the doors tomorrow for our game. And it just yep. shows, you know, the way it's brought the community together here. And as you said, row people who don't even like basketball. Yep. Uh, it's been fantastic. And, you know, they carried that on with a historic game three win there in Melbourne. So they paved their way to the grand final. We had game one last night. Versus Sydney Kings, wasn't quite the result we wanted. Yes, uh, the yeah, Jack Jumpers went down ninety-five to seventy-eight. It was really quite a tight affair up until half time, uh, third quarter, as was the case in did game the damage. one versus Melbourne United. Did the damage and it kind of put the game to bed. But potentially, I think the biggest takeaway from this game: oh. star player, MVP, just newly crowned mm. MVP of the league, Jalen oh. Adams. He's gone down, went down early with the, in the fourth quarter with a hamstring injury, had ice on it um, all throughout the first, the fourth quarter, should I say, and yep. after the game. Looking in quite a bit of spot of bother, there is next to zero, or well, there's zero chance he'll suit up in uh, game two tomorrow in Hobart. No. But his uh, likelihood of suiting up for the rest of the series is unknown at the moment, but it's not great. Well, let's, let's think about it. So your normal hammy, your minor hammy, it's still probably about a maybe a week or two. And this is a hamstring that's troubled him throughout the season. And we saw him after the game hobbling off. He, it did not look like a minor hammy. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you'd probably say, well, you'd definitely suggest that he won't be there on Sunday, Arvo. Absolutely and not. You'd, you'd think it would be highly unlikely that he would be back for the rest of this series, which is just an enormous out for the Sydney Kings. And, it's, uh, and I, I will say, you know, for all... You know, for as much as we're barracking for the jump, Jack Jumpers, yeah, Tassie yeah, cried yeah. here. You hate to see these star players go down. Like, yep. to be the man, you got to beat the man. And, like, you don't want any kind of scapegoats or excuses as to no, why we won. No, that's, the, that's um, the thing. So, you know, I'll be happy to get get a win tomorrow down here on home turf. Ecstatic to be going to that game. A big thank you to Intersport Hobart <laughs> once again for the hookup. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, you want to see the best players out there. So we hope for a speedy recovery there. Uh, shout out to the boys from Fifth and Dribble. The wager is still on. Hopefully the lads can tie it up at one apiece tomorrow down here in Hobart and get that carton back in my back in my eagerly awaiting hands. <laughs> the last thing that you'd like, Nick, is to have to give up that second carton. Yeah, after going That's... down earlier in the season in our first wager, I, I've got to make amends and hopefully can get back on the board, yep. board in this series. What, so. uh, just quickly, what odds do you give us to win tomorrow, Arvo? 
down here at the Fortress without Jalen Adams. Personally, I still think it's going to be a very tough contest. It's going to be a dogfight. Because the Sydney Kings roster is deep and it's got NBA talent and it's got guys who probably should be in the NBA but haven't been yet. Ian Clark, formerly of the... Uh, yeah, he was light. NBA champion with the Warriors, should I say. Yep. NBA champion Ian Clark absolutely lit us up in the third quarter. In um, saying that, I will never write us off from any game down here because I know what the crowd environment is like mate. down here. Tick and I know we just play a different brand of basketball down here. So I'm giving us every chance, even though I'm expecting it to be oh, no more than a few buckets either way. I was... I was just going to say, I watched the game. I'm not a. I don't we watch a lot of NBL. He's into it. Yeah, I had to watch the game. What was it last night? Oh, I think. Here we go. I, I think tomorrow's game is going to come out down to a turnovers game. Whoever can, oh. you know, give the least turnovers because both um, the Jack Jumpers and the Kings last night were woeful on that end. First half, the Kings were absolutely mm. horrendous. Chase Buford really uh, tightened that up at halftime. Yeah, but they were. Yeah. Really poor in that first half, and it wasn't a pretty. It wasn't a pretty first half for either team in general. It was pretty, pretty yeah. shocking on both ends. But Bricks. seeing it's going to be a, um, a game, whoever has the least turnovers. Do you know also what I did like in that first game? Mm. Look at this! this is, I'm, <laughs> I'm just so excited. Look at this guy. The NBL analysis from Lee. Let's I tell you what, next season Lee on the NBL on the NBL hot takes is going to be. Unbelievable. You know, as an NBL outsider, I was so appreciative that the umps just let them play. There was a couple of hard, you could say, fouls that didn't get cold, mm -hmm. and I was just happy that they let them yep. play in the in the finals. Do you think that's a trademark of the NBL? I guess I'll ask you, Nick, because I guess you've been following it for, for longer, whereas I've been following it since the Jack Jumpers have come into the league. Mm -hmm. Do you think the NBL is far more lenient on fouls in comparison to the NBA? My, my initial thoughts this year have been that I've seen many games where these fouls would have 110% been called in the NBA, but they yeah. seem to let it go, which I love to see. I think there is a little more leniency, mm -hmm. um, which is good. I like that. Mm -hmm. And I so think I. the NBA needs to adopt more of that, yep. especially in the playoffs. You know, that's where, you know, good yeah. grind comes out. You need to show a bit of passion and a little bit of physicality is good good for the game, I think. so. And there's nothing worse than when the refs try to make it about yeah. themselves oh. as well, which in the NBL, I don't think – I've hardly seen many games where they've tried to make it about themselves, whereas in the NBA, you can tell that they're ready to blow the whistle at even the most minor um, of offences, really. Absolutely. In their favour of the NBA umpires, I feel like um, – they do play harder basketball over in the NBA. Like the the fouls are a bit more obvious, um, but they yeah they just do call everything now because yeah. it's just unsure. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, back on your initial point in regards to tomorrow's game, there, bro. Yep, grab that one. I'll grab the phone there. It's <laughs> just falling away there. Yep, beautiful, <laughs> good one. Um, I think honestly, um, it's slightly biased, but I think the impact our home court will have is huge. Mm -hmm. I think the passion that the fans bring down here. Shout out to everyone down here in Tassie who's heading to the game tomorrow, like bring your A game because, you know, it really was the impact we had even on even on uh, last Saturday's game, yeah. just affecting big jo JLA, Joe Luol, <laughs> Chul there. Um, the whole crowd was against him and, it, you know, it, it makes a difference. So Let me tell you, those tickets for this Sunday's game, I don't think I, in my history of sports in Tasmania particularly, have come across any tickets which have been as hot Yep. as those tickets. They were sold out in an instant. If you were trying to get a hold of a ticket... Good luck. Good luck because you're very, very unlikely to get one. So you have some, Nick. Yeah, mate. Who are you going with? Uh, I, I'm, I'm going with Annabelle. Okay. 
I've I've got her. Um, so looking looking forward to that. I'll be uh, front and centre. Just court side. No, they're not courtside. They're on the lower level though. So I'll be you know pretty close to the action. For what it's worth, I'm coming. I'm coming along as well. So going along for the ride. Is yeah. Ro going? Mm. Where's my ticket? Well, it's a it's a long story. It's a, it's a very long winded story. I'll take um, game. I'll take game four tickets. Well, now I didn't know you're an NBL fan. Now you're an NBL <laughs> fan. It kind of changes the whole oh, the whole circumstances. But I tell you what, next season, whatever happens, us three, we're going to be because you're because you're going to become a big NBL uh, fan now, Lee. Yeah. Um, so, why is Annabelle going? Well, she, why no, she, this, she loves it. Why now? is this not the daily dribble team to go? <laughs> yeah, no, she yeah. she loves it now. Like she almost wants to go more than me. Yeah. Um, no, that's not true. But she she loves it. So yeah, I, I think we should stop giving her airtime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fellas, the NBL it's ex- yeah. very exciting next week. Uh, I think uh, you know time depending. We're looking at having the boys from Fifth and Dribble, who we've mm-hmm. currently who I've currently got the wager on with. Yes, um, I was stoked to be a part of their their podcast a couple of weeks ago. Good so I think we oh fantastic lads mm. there, Matt and Locke. Uh, I think we're gonna have them on next week's show. So we're looking forward to breaking down. We potentially might have an NBL champion at that point. So we'll break down all the happenings there. Yep. Um, as well as talking about the NBA. So looking forward to having the lads on next week, hopefully. Good stuff. Let's right. move ahead. Big Daily dribble. Okay, so normally this is the point in the show where we give our, our little ad reads to Manscaped. No music today, guys. We, Cue the sad music. We want to give a shout out to Manscaped. We had a bit of a contract with them for our initial partnership. Mm. Um, today's the date of its expiring. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to have a little bit of a break from Manscaped and pick up those ties, hopefully in a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Um, all good things must come to an end. All good things must come to an end. It's part of the podcast process, but it we is. just want to thank them truly for their support so far. It's mm. been awesome, the experience as well as the products we've received. Yeah, we look, have, I'll, like, I'll keep using their product. I, I said the exact say. same thing before the podcast. It's one of those things. not, isn't it? Like yep. we are, like I'm fully on board. Oh, me too. Great uh, products. Just to, I guess, you know, as a, a fitting conclusion to that, Roy, what's the one product you're going to use more than any other? Uh, the ball deodorant is my staple. Um, I think, you know, with brushing your teeth, eating breakfast, putting your ball deodorant on there, the three constants on a daily basis. So. What is it, death, taxes, and whatever else? <laughs> ball deodorant. Ball deodorant. Yes. Uh, I think mine's going to be the lawnmower 4.0, just its precision in cutting as well as reducing nicks. I'm, I sound like I'm giving an ad read, but I'm highly, highly on board with yep. what they're doing there. So it'll be the lawnmower for me. And I'm going to go two in one conditioner and shampoo. Oh, I don't want to. Yes. I don't want to condition and then shampoo or yep. whatever way it is. Nice. I always get confused. Just give me them both. Yep, couldn't agree more. Uh, that's that's all for Manscaped. That's all they get in this. Beautiful. Episode. Thank <laughs> you for your support, Manscaped guys. And you quickly though, continue to invest in the product because it is mm, awesome. Like it is. We want to invest in products and be a p- partner with products we believe in, um, and they are certainly one of them. So thank you once again, Manscaped. Get on with the it. daily yeah, dribble. I forgot the I forgot the button there, lads. <laughs> Bit out of whack. So what we're going to do today on today's yeah. episode, we're going to do a bit of an NBA power rankings. We have eight teams remaining within player yeah. or title contention. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through today and rank them from one to eight based on what we think of title probability. Now, guys, as always, all these segments, we love hearing from you where we went right, where we went wrong. So be sure to hit us up on our socials. You know, we love a chat, but you know, where did we go right today? I, I think we'll be all hopefully pretty in sync, but I think there might be a few that we differ on. 
on today's show. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. And I mean, with most power rankings, they do change on a very frequent basis. And mine, I can speak from mine personally, mine's changed in the last few hours as well. So with well, I was about to say, this results. week it's been chopping and changing yep. a lot based yeah, on been. games in the second round that have taken place. But even today, there's been some uh, some changes in the lineup there. So yep. Lee, mm-hmm. let's get into Kick it. Just, just quickly, I'll, I'll throw it out into the ether before we start. Do we <laughs> want to start from bottom to top or top to bottom? Top, top to bottom. Top to bottom. Top, top to, to bottom. bottom. Right, Lee, okay. fire away, mate. You're number one. Number one and number two are pretty interchangeable at this point, but I've stuck with the Golden State Warriors, who I think will go on and win the championship in general. And it's, you know, it's nothing that we haven't already said because they're playing a very steady game of basketball. What I saw from them in round one is what I'm seeing from them in round two, and no one can really figure out how to stop them, you know. And how how can you? You've got Jordan. You've got... um. Steph Curry, you've got Clay, and you add Jordan Poole in. How do you stop that? Are you saying Clay though? Because he's been god awful so far. He has been. But he's been dog shit. Like I'm going to be perfectly honest, he has been poor. Yeah, but I, I feel like he'll pick it up. Like he he knows what's on the line. Um, yeah. Do I, you know the thing is with Clay though? I feel like the thing with Clay, it's almost calm before the storm. Yeah. Yeah. Like these players, if they have a few down games, you better be wary of what's to come because. He could be knocking down a thirty-point quarter any any game, um, scary, you know, it? to come. So. In terms of that question, like players most likely to have a twenty-five to thirty-point quarter, he would be number one. He'd right? be up there, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, he's done it multiple times, hasn't yeah. he? So, um, yeah. Row for yourself. You, so you've got the Warriors there, number yep. one, uh, Lee. Yep. Row for yourself. Um, I've got the Phoenix Suns in my number one spot. As Lee was mentioning, one and two, I think at the moment as well is pretty well, let's interchangeable. Just, let's just say it then, because yep. we're all the same. So you had one and two. Warriors and Suns. Yeah, I Rokers had Suns and Warriors, and I had Suns and Warriors as yep. well. Mm. So yep. let's let's discuss that a little bit. So sorry, Ro, carry on. Yeah, look, I think um, you know Phoenix have been the best team all year, and um, I think in this playoff series, even though they had a little bit of a little bit of a frightening um, mm. round one series, I think they're back into into full swing. Um, they held their own at home court, which we expected them to do. Um, Dallas to get that third game. But I just feel like in terms of, you know, overall team chemistry and clicking on all cylinders, having players healthy at the right time of the year, um, I think the Phoenix Suns are the team to beat at this point. Um, it's, it's difficult, though, because Golden State, you could say the exact same thing about. Yeah. But, like, um, this is – just... sorry, but, like, I know we don't jump the gun, but this is going to be the Western Conference Finals, right? And what a – what a series that'll be! I, I'm lock. I'll lock it in. I don't see. A, I don't see a world in which it isn't. That's just God, that's going to be exciting. I Jesus. Think, oh yeah. I know. We'll get into that surely. But mm. I, th- I think it's probably just merely a lock. Um, mm. But within that, like for, for myself, I agree. The Suns. I think having that first round, that like that kind of testing matchup, helped them. Mm. You don't want to get a level of complacency, especially with the caliber of teams. Know, in the second and third round and NBA finals. So yep. I think it was good for them to be tested early. Um, I just think as well, with the Suns, Aiton, I tell you what, he's showing his credibility as that number one pick. Mm, Each day it? he's more and more dominant. I think he's really becoming, you know, you got Chris Paul and Devin Booker, the kind mm. of, I guess, the two head honchos of that team. Aiton himself, though, he's part of that big three now, and he's really becoming a handful on any given night. Got to say, though, the inclusion of JaVale McGee back in the rotation is doing them wonders. This might be Ombo as well. Yeah. Even the minute he gets there, like their backup big situation, tremendous. Just touching on Aiton again, I mean, hypothetically, and I know we're jumping the gun, 
But if the Warriors were to face up against the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference Finals, it would be an absolute problem for them because do I don't play, think they have a matchup for him. Do you him. play small ball and have Draymond on him? Yeah. You or probably do you play, have to. Do you play, try and play a little bit bigger and put Looney on Don't get Kavana oh, on him. Yeah, no, he would torch Looney, wouldn't he? Yeah. Like Looney wouldn't stand a chance. But in saying that, you know, Draymond's an elite defensive player, but just the size alone yeah. is going to be an enormous yeah. issue. I know Golden State would have their own, um, own players well. of issue, but, um, yeah, that would be an enormous problem. And it's all clicking for him at the right time yeah. of the year, Aiden, isn't it? And well, see, I was just going to say, seeing that I've got um, the Suns at two, I may as well talk about yeah, them. Yeah, no, it's true. And just no, one, one player in particular, and you know where I'm going with it, is Chris Pohl. It's probably the CP. most the most exciting player in the playoffs so far for me. I don't know if I've ever seen him as efficient as he is right now. He had a horrible game today. He had like seven turnovers oh, by well, half Yeah, time. well, despite that game. But he, he, despite mm. that, he's getting to his spot. He's knocking down his shots. He's getting absolutely everyone involved. He's so impactful on every play that he's on the court. Yep. Mm. I know LeBron gets a lot of praise at his age for being 37, and I get it. LeBron's a lot more athletic than Chris Paul is, but I feel like Chris Paul should get a bit of praise as well. He's also 37, I think a few months older than LeBron. He doesn't get the he doesn't get that talk, you know? Yeah, but he's also not considered the greatest of all time. I know, but he should be getting some praise. Yeah, no, like I'm he's the you, same I'm age as Kendrick no, Perkins. Yeah, yeah, isn't that scary? Um, oh, I agree yeah. 100% with what Chris Paul is doing. Just yep. transitioning to my number two as well, the Warriors. Mm. And like It's going to kind of chop and change yeah, this discussion sure. today. Uh, but for the Warriors, I had them number one at the start of the week. Mm. And just from seeing them a little more so, I think the injury to Gary Payton hurts. Um, he's yep. not a big-name player, but what he does to their def- defensive identity is huge. Um, and what Clay's done so far, I've, you know, I'm – in a grant wholeheartedly that he's one of these guys that can just snap and click into mm. gear, but he's been poor so far. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, especially coming up against these teams, even like the Grizzlies, they're going to give them a real, real fight, I reckon mm. six or seven games. But, you know, if they come up against the Suns in the next round, they need everyone firing because the Suns Couldn't are on agree. a different level at the minute. So, mm. you know, I've still got them right up there. They're neck and neck, but the Suns just eke out the number one spot. Yeah, I'm with you, to be perfectly honest. And you've mentioned all the things that I was going to mention. And I was I was the exact same at the start of the week. I thought Golden State Warriors, they're clicking. Yep. They're clicking perfectly. few injuries, a few sort of down performances from key players. It's sort of, yeah, that, to me, they didn't, they couldn't outdo Phoenix Suns um, in the power rankings in saying that. Like, I, I even don't know if anyone in the East would be able to stop the Golden State Warriors if hypothetically they were able to get through. But... Um, well, on that yeah. question, before we move ahead to our, our third, depending on how long these series go, we might preview it next week, a potential series. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, just quickly, if we see the Suns and Warriors face off in the next round, who do you guys have lead? Suns and Warriors. How many games? Um, I've got to, or well, I can't say otherwise than Warriors right now in seven. Warriors, Warriors in seven. seven. Oh. Uh, I'll go Suns in six at the moment. I'd have to go Suns in seven. And it's yep. chop and change between those two Absolutely. constantly. But I think just as we speak. Suns okay, who seven. would you go for? Who would you be barracking for? I don't know that question. I'd go for Suns easily um, for the simple fact that I feel like Warriors have had their success. Yeah, they've had their chance. They, it, it is, their but go. it's also just fun. Like, I think another title and you're really, like, he's probably almost there, but Steph Curry really starts to shift up that ladder of all-time 
All-time talents. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side of things, you want CP to get it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for actually, Suns. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, fellas, let's move ahead to our third team. I might start mm. us here. Uh, I transition to the East, and mm. I've got the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Heat are up. Um, the Heat, number three. I just think once, you know, it was great to see Kyle Lowry back today, and I think he's the kind of almost that glue guy. Had a stinker, uh, didn't he? Though? He had a stinker, but I think he completes that team. And you look at their depth now. It, it's just incredible. You look at Duncan Robinson, a guy getting paid $90 million on his contract at the moment. Yep. He's not even playing. Absolute albatross like, of a contract. Albatross of a contract. It looks like massive overs at the minute yep. for a guy who's not even playing. But their rotation just on both ends of the floor looks phenomenal. Loving, 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 loving seeing Jimmy Butler in mm. full-on attack mode. We alluded to it the other week. Very reminiscent of what he did in that Lakers NBA final series a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I love seeing Jimmy when he's like this. Playoff Jimmy. He is just a dog. Different beast. He is a dog, yeah. and I think they're poised, primed, and ready to go um, to the NBA finals potentially. Yep, yep. Um, I'm with you, actually, Nick. Um, I've got Miami at three. Um, I think Miami in the, in the playoffs are just a different animal altogether. Yep. Um, we were mentioning last week, I believe it was, that you come across these teams in the playoffs, the been there, done that teams, and they're the, they're the teams that know what it takes. And even in tough situations, they can overcome the adversity yeah. and, you know, power through. And, and you know, sometimes these teams love the adversity because, as we were mentioning... Say it, Rose, say it. What, what is it? Diamonds are made under pressure, Nick, and that's your catchphrase, but I'll use it this week. And, um, look... The Miami Heat are a team which I don't think any anyone in any team in their right mind would like to verse because yeah. um, they've gone to the you know to the last dance and haven't been able to get it done. But that probably makes them even more hungry. Like the Suns, isn't it? With season. Devin Booker, you saw his expression last yep. season at the end of game game six. There was it game seven. Game six they went to, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Game six four yep. two. Um, and Devin Booker just his hands on his hips like damn. Yeah, like yeah. that. Kind of, you come back next season hungrier than ever, and it's the same with the Heat there. And I know they lost in Game Three. Sorry, Nick. Just no, 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 no. They no. lost in Game Three, but I tell you what, they looked elite in Games One and Two. Like yeah. the fact of the matter is that at home they should win every game, which means that they will move move along to the to the next round. And good luck to either Boston or um, the Bucks, whoever makes it through to verse. Just just quickly before we go to Lee, I'm so glad you actually came in with the quote when I threw it to you. I was like, oh, please, please say, don't <laughs> leave me hanging. It would have been. How could I not know your catchphrase, man? Well done, matey. Uh, yeah. Lee, what do you reckon there? Who's I'm, your number three? I've got Rose Rose Boys, the Boston Celtics. Ooh, That's love this. Wow. Um, their defense in the playoffs has stood out to me enormously. You know, in, in round one, they shut down KD. Round two, they're slowing down. They haven't shut down Giannis, but they're definitely slowing down Giannis. And they're maybe number one and two in the world right now, you know, Giannis and KD. So um, it's, a big, it's a big feat. I think they're built for the playoffs almost. They've got those big bodies in like our Horford. They've got um, Rob, Rob Williams. Williams. Yep. They're, they're dirty. And on the offensive side, if one of your star players doesn't go off, the other one's going to go off. It's very rare for both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to have stinkers. Yep. Um, personally, I love when they both go off like that, that recent game where they oh. both had like 30. Jalen Brown in that first half, yep. he was lights out. Yeah, he, he was, was. phenomenal. Yeah. Like he cooled off a little in the second half and Tatum got going, but God damn in the first half, 
Isn't it funny how those money. those two are so interchangeable in terms of like who's the one and two guy yeah, on that? That's team. what I was thinking. Watching you know, in the first uh, half, I got to half time and I was about to put the question in our group. Yeah. Ooh, do we yep. look at Brown as the number one guy? But uh, I know yeah, it, it's awesome having that at your disposal, Lee. On that, there with the Celtics, mm. is there anything that worries you about this team, or any deficiency you think they have going forward? Not that I can think of. Like there's there's like I said, they're so built for the playoffs. Like they had a game where defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, went down. And it slows down, doesn't it? The playoffs become like we've seen a lot of games even today, yeah. evident by the Heat Philly game there in game three, which Philly won. Yeah. Um lower scoring, just absolute dogfights, very reminiscent of basketball in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um yeah. and and the Celtics are built for that with yeah. their like the defensive identity they've got. And having that weapon like Grant Williams off the bench, mm. oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, Tandy. forgot their coach's name because it's pretty Doka. Yeah, Doka. But he's been absolutely great as, as head coach, taken yeah. over from Brad Stevens, might add. Uh, Ro, let's transition. We'll go to the number four team. No, Who have you got? Yeah, number four team, my boys, the Beantown boys, the Boston Celtics. Um, echo everything Lee's just said. Yeah. But I think just offensively and defensively, they're an absolute nightmare for whatever team they come up against in the playoffs, particularly on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, the, the, the offensive side of things, every all teams can show up on any given night. But the defensive side of things, one night a team might be, you know, clamps on and the next night they might be, you know, a bit lackluster. Um, but I think the Boston Celtics are pretty um, defensively orientated on any given night, um, which is a really um, hard thing to sort of match up at match up against yeah. um, in the playoffs. You'd be uh, stoked with our Horford, wouldn't you? What he's giving you, mm-hmm. his, his return back to Boston, he's been wicked, like yeah. defensively as well, yeah. and even giving you a bit offensively, like at his age, what he's doing, he's moving well. He's moving really well for a guy who, I big, guess, big for many years we were oh. sort of thinking, you know, a big slow out, just lumbering yeah. up and down the court, but he's been great. Yep. And I guess the other thing with Al is he's got all these years of experience and, I guess, basketball IQ and leadership. And we talk about it, I, I feel like it's every second week that we talk about it, but these guys with um, really high IQ and leadership are so valuable in these do-or-die games. Yeah. Um, and it's it really has... Um, gone on full display in the playoffs. He's been super valuable. Um, you know, his on-court display in terms of, like, leading the, the team, but yeah, also, yeah. like, he's provided, um, you know, handy output as well. Yep. So um, I've been really happy with, with Big Al this, um, these playoffs and this season. Uh, Lee, let's transition to yourself there, your number four team, following on there from Roy. Fourth spot, I had Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Even without Middleton, they're still just a juggernaut of a team. And this is also just for all the listeners going forward based on title probability. So not mm. just this round, going forward as well. So, yeah. uh, Lee, there, the Bucks number Bucks. four. Yeah. Even in the first like two games of this series, I feel like Giannis's efficiency hasn't been where it has been in the past. In saying that, he's still putting up anywhere between 25 to 30 with a near triple-double every night. So you, you've you always been able to rely on Giannis to put up a big game, but you still need those supporting casts around you. If Chris Middleton isn't going to be there, you need Drew Holiday to step up offensively as well. Yep. And if it's not Drew Holiday, it has to be one of these other guys, whether it's Grayson Allen having a big one, whether it's Bobby Porter's putting Grayson up big numbers. Mm. You can't just have Giannis having these all-star games. No. I agree. I had the Bucks number four, and I tell you what, that guy's shoulders must be getting sore, Giannis, because <laughs> he has yep. the weight of the world on them. And we mentioned it. I think we mentioned it 
together last week on the mm. show, maybe, mm. right? We did. Um, yep. Giannis has the potential now to really assert himself, even at this young age, still a lot of career left ahead of him as an all, all-time talent if he can get this Bucks team over the line mm. because without Middleton, they do look a little bit shaky. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. And he's very reliant on getting output from Brook Lopez, from Drew Holiday. Crazy eyes. Bob. Crazy, crazy Bobby, crazy Bobby, Grayson Allen off the bench. Like yep. it is reliant on this, um, you know, this backup cast. But, you know, for all, you know, Giannis has to continue to prove that he's the best player in the world yeah. mm. because he could have, he was arguably one of, if not the MVP this season. Mm. Time will tell. Uh, we'll find out shortly. But he's a back to back MVP winner. He's got to show why he is the greatest to do it at the moment. Yeah. Um, and he can really start to, you know, kind of etch a spot on the Mount Rushmore, I reckon, of NBA players when his mm. career is done. You have a separation between the MVP and the greatest player in the world, don't do you? Because I yes. definitely do. Yep. No, I do too. Yeah. I do too. Jokic uh, or Embiid will be the MVP. But they're not but the best then, player in the world. Yeah, yeah good mm. good, uh, good point there. <laughs> I, I agree, definitely. I agree, definitely. You know, there's, you know, with the MVP, you take into account team record, you know, the weight of, you know, dragging the, the players with them, yeah, but it doesn't sure. entirely come down to you being the best player. No. Mm. Otherwise, LeBron or KD would have, or Steph even would have won it every year since. Yeah, yeah um, sure. So I'm in agreement with you there, but I think the Bucks, they just seem to be lacking a little bit of scoring and ball handling. Like mm. just having yeah. a guy who can handle the rock. They just uh, look shaky, that's all. But I, I still think they're good enough to get it done. So I've got them as my fourth team there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll transition ahead to my fifth team, a, a team you've mentioned quite mm. a bit so far, you two lads. I've got the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be key picking up one on the road. Yeah, they let one go there in Boston. I I was chopping and changing between them and the Bucks for that fourth spot, but I think the fact that the Bucks got one on the road is massive. Um, but as I said, that name I mentioned, Grant Williams. Mm. I'm absolutely like if I was a Celtics fan, I'd be stoked with what he's giving you. He's underrated. Um, and like these other players like Horford that we mm. mentioned, awesome to see Rob Williams back. All these players that aren't, you know, kind of smart, Brown and Tatum, what they're giving you is phenomenal. Yeah, for um, sure. And they're going to hang, hang their hat on that defense. I think they've got to try and restrict the Bucks to under 100 points as often as possible and they're going to get wins. Mm-hmm. So it's a good change because all pretty much, not all season, I'd say before All Star break though. They were very reliant on Jason Tatum. And, they were. And Jaylen, ISO ball. Jalen Brown. It was but, ISO ball, and they changed it, didn't they? A team, it's team more of a team offense. game now. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, at Ball Fruit, they finished. What What did they finish? Third? Was it third? Fourth, uh, they finished. Forgive third, me. I think. Yeah, third, that's I poor think. form from me, not going that. But <laughs> nevertheless, their resurgence up the standings was incredible because we had absolutely. We'd ridden them off, hadn't we? Well, well and truly, yeah. I had. I know yeah. you were getting to that point, but oh, yeah. I had bashed yep. on them substantially so wicked to see them up and about running there yep. so they were my number five team celtics and i mean yeah my number five is the milwaukee bucks and i know we're sort of you know coming back to previous points but um i think yeah like the milwaukee bucks at this point i feel are a little too reliant on yana showing up on any given night which to his credit um, I think most night, like it's hard to contain Giannis. It's like Memphis, isn't it? If Jar doesn't fire, they're not going to win. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, sort of. Um, but in saying that, like, I just feel like if Giannis does have an off night, hypothetically, mm-hmm. then they're going to they're going to struggle. And Chris Middleton is a huge out because he's been there in big moments over yeah. the last few years. Um, and even though he is a Ferris wheel, and we sometimes catch him at 
the the high, highest point, and we sometimes catch him at the absolute depths. He is another option on offense, and I feel like they're just lacking that extra option at the moment. Very quick segue, real quick, yes. before you continue, and I'll pose this to Lee as well. You go into the carnival festival, you boys are feeling good. <laughs> yeah, you know, a bit of popcorn in the belly, mm. atmosphere is electric there. Yes. What are you paying for a ride on the Chris Middleton Ferris wheel? Like on the Ferris wheel, what are you paying for a ride? Well, what I'd do you pay... think a genuine? What What does a ride cost you these days? Well, you'd be paying about eleven bucks for a Ferris wheel ride, but I'd probably be paying half that for a Chris Middleton one because you might only get half the ride. It might stop at the top, <laughs> and you might not be getting any further. Might be waiting on the technicians to come and get you yeah. down. So you're looking five to five to six bucks. Five to six bucks. Yeah. Um, yes. Leave for yourself. Do you it's an in obscure that question. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Still, <laughs> we're pricing a Chris Middleton Ferris wheel. Yeah. I'd I'd pay the eleven fifty. You pay the eleven fifty because you go down and you're like, ah, oh, he's having a good one going down. He wants to pay for the whole experience. I know I with the way inflation it. is at the moment and what things <laughs> cost these days, we're turning into a financial. I'm, I'm going to go eight dollars. Yeah. I'll go somewhere in between you two. Right, yeah, um, okay. A hell of a ride it would be. Sorry, Let us right. know in the comments. What are you? There's our question for the week. What are you paying to get on the Chris Middleton Ferris wheel? We might actually put that as a question. Yeah, I'd love to hear what you guys think of that one out there. Look, yeah, um, I don't really have too much more to add for the Milwaukee Bucks. I still think at their absolute best, they're as good as any team in this in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they've had, you know, a few key outs and I think they're a little too reliant on Giannis at the moment um, for them to be any higher than five on my list. Beautiful. Let's transition to the number six. I haven't done my five. Oh, haven't you? I haven't oh, done sorry. My five. I'll yeah. rattle it off quick. Oh, sorry, mate. I'll go on the heat, and I know you had them higher. I had them a bit lower. Yeah. Um, they have been playing great. They're absolute dogs. Comes back to that heat culture. I'm a bit scared of the injuries surrounding Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler. Back today, Jimmy firing. He had 30-plus yeah. points. But they're just so deep. Mix yeah. that deepness with the absolute dogs they are. It brings this feisty, feisty team to you. Deepness. Deepness. Depth, even. <laughs> depth, deep. Deepness, deepness. Is a, would be a word. <laughs> I, I liked oh, oh, The camera's gone. Oh, dear. Oh, no. oh, I fixed the camera. The deepness has oh. gone off indeed. We're back. Are oh, we're we? not back. Oh we're, oh, we're back. We're back, Lee. Stop touching. Yep. Yeah, good oh, stuff. We're back. That'd be a bit confusing for the audio listeners yeah, out there, but the, the camera just went out of focus. I think it just matched up with our... Um, uh, confused, yeah, 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 confused look indeed. No, absolutely. So, so what is it? So, the injury concern mm-hmm. is it, Lee, as to why that you've got them down there? Um, not even the injury concern. I just think if they they go against any of the teams I've put above them, they're the, the teams above them are going to come out on top. So, you don't think that'd match up well with the Celtics? Um, or match up well with the Bucks. They match up the well. They, I, I think both games would probably go to six or seven. But I just bearing think, in mind they hold home court advantage over both. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that's why I've put the other teams above them. Why? I, I mentioned the heat, I, hold, the, the heat hold home court. I, I mention on on my points. I just have more faith in the teams above. Ooh, I don't know. The heat, the heat are great, but but yeah, with the in, yeah the injury concerns are probably my main mm. main main point. Okay. Yeah, right. Let's transition to our number six teams in row. These will be some new teams that we haven't talked about. No, because they're lower. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I've missed you. I'm so yeah, glad I've you're missed back. Come here. Well. Come oh, here. Dear. Um, Excellent. I love it. Number six for me, Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, six. Yeah, number yeah. six. Um, I will say that as well. We'll yeah. tie it in together. I you're have six, six. You put them six as well. Well, okay. you, you also have to look at. At, I guess who they're coming up against in this current series and the likelihood of them getting over the top of them. I know it's a one all in this series against Golden State, but 
that that win that they had also took a Jarmorant forty-seven point game, which yeah. I don't like as as superstar as Jarmorant is. I don't anticipate that to happen um, every single game, and I think Golden State are just um, heads and shoulders above above um, the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs. Um, and the other thing with the Memphis Grizzlies is, particularly in that first round, they showed they showed weaknesses that I hadn't seen throughout the course of the regular season. And they were sort of frightening me a little bit just for the simple fact that I thought, hopefully they're not going to be one of these teams which show up really well in the in the uh, regular season, yep. a la Utah Jazz, for example, oh, um, and then fall off dramatically yeah. in the playoffs. As yep. it turns out, they... They did enough to get over that round one opponent. Um, Which is great for their development going forward. Because yeah. as we said, they're a team for the next five to ten years. So it's awesome to see them get over that hump. And I think, you know, in the next few years, they could be like legitimate contenders along with, you know, Phoenix and, and Golden State. But I think just this year, um, there's still a few things that they need to work on for mine um, before they get over the hump. Um, turning into legitimate championship contenders. They're just in that bracket below for me. Well, for me, like I had them six as well. I think Jar, if you're looking at a top 10 within the NBA now, he is starting to really firmly mm. plant himself within that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to this series versus the Warriors, here's a little thing I wouldn't mind seeing them try. So they're one apiece at the moment. Mm. I wouldn't mind them seeing, wouldn't mind seeing. seeing. Yeah, was that right? That was right, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't so it sounded yeah. right in my head, but... Yep. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing them bring Stephen Adams back into the fold. Yep. You know, he kind of lost his graces in that series versus Timberwolves after the first game or two. Cole Anthony Towns ran him a bath. But I wouldn't mind seeing him come back into the fold versus the Warriors, get rid of Xavier Tillman out of the starting lineup, Mm. see what him and Jar can do together in like a pick-and-roll situation against an undersized, whether they play Draymond Green. Or or Kevon Looney. You know he was in health and safety protocols. That's why he hasn't been playing. Yeah, but he's back now, is he? He's back. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind saying them reintegrate him back in. But I think they were even looking at, like, getting rid of him out of that starting lineup anyway. I reckon they'll bring him in. Yes. They need some offensive output out of – like, they need more running mates. That is Mm. the key. Like, it cannot be solely reliant on Jar. It's kind of very similar to, you know – um, what was the other team we just mentioned a moment ago? The Bucks, should I say? Yep. The Bucks. It can't be all reliant on Giannis. So mm-hmm. hopefully, Yar, Jar, Yar, 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 Jar can get some help. Yeah, you know, that's the, that's, <laughs> that's supporting casting Desmond Bain. Like he mm-hmm. he he needs to be that number two. So hopefully, he can knock down some threes, attack the rim, and get some buckets on the board. And mm. you know, strange things have happened. Yeah. I'm a believer in this team. I wrote them off for the last couple of years, I but I am. All on board the Grizzlies train. And, I mean, just before Lee goes, just quickly, with the Grizzlies, um, they've had an incredible record without Yar Moran oh, this year. Um, give give they, us a break. <laughs> they, they, I, I don't have it on hand at the moment, but I know last time I looked, they had an incredibly good record um, with it, without him. So the team overall is just um, really impressive, and I can't wait to see what they do over the next few years. Absolutely. And I've got um, the Philadelphia 76ers. When they have Joel Embiid, though, <laughs> without without him, they're probably eighth. But with, so going forward, title probability: Do you have them as your sixth ranked team yep. to win a title? Yep, I've got them at six. Okay. And the, the the two games where Joel Embiid wasn't there just showed how valuable he is. Um, mm-hmm. They had a couple of people step up. They had what Tobias Harris step up in game one with twenty seven. They still Five. lost. Um, and they had Maxi step up with 34 in game two, which made me proud, but they still mm. lost. Made but, you proud? Proud father figure. I was about to say, you, you 
you and him are pretty close. Browns. Pretty close, yeah. Good match. Right. What <laughs> Sorry, Jason, Sorry, but I, I don't know if it's a coaching thing or an individual player thing, but why isn't James Harden stepping up in game one and game two without Joel Embiid? I feel like this guy <sighs> can't can't have those high-volume scoring games unless the whole team and the whole game plan is built around this guy. It's disgusting, isn't it? A fact I think we mentioned last week, the fact he is one mm. of the greatest scorers of the 21st century and his almost reluctancy to score. He's, he's nervous to shoot. He, he put up, I think, 13 and 15 shots in game one and game two. I was having a look at the 2018 Western Conference Finals versus Golden State. He was putting up anywhere between 20 and 30 shots a game. Can I tie that in, actually? I'll tie it in with an NBL point. Yeah. For as much as, you know, well, even in the start of game two, uh, game three the other night versus Melbourne United, and yeah. last night in our first game against the Sydney Kings, Josh Adams. Yes. You either love him or hate him or at times both. Um, <laughs> you know, he had a bit of a stinker last night, but that guy has got balls the size of coconuts. Yeah. Like, And they said in the broadcast the other night in game three, semi-final there against Melbourne United. He's not going to die wondering. No, this yeah. guy, you know, rain, hail or shine, is going to put shots up. And last night he missed his, like, first seven shots or something stupid. The guy just keeps shooting. Mama uh, mentality. Much to sometimes the chagrin of us fans. Like, mm. you and I were like, oh, shit. Like, Can you shooting. just <laughs> slow it down a little bit? Yeah, but yeah. he's taking shots. And you want Harden at least to come out with that mentality. Like, mm. you know, I know I'm a out-and-out scorer. He can do mm. it. I, I can do it. I've put up 30 points, you know, for a season. Come yeah. out and show that hustle and intensity and fire and willingness to score. Um, I, don't, I don't think his mind was there. Like in game one and two. His mind hasn't been there since he, he joined Philly. He had that first couple of games where he was all right. And he's been pretty awful since. But particularly in Miami, you know the nightlife in Miami. He would have been Ooh. out. And what, him and Jack Harlow together? I reckon so. And Tyler Hero there was, would have been there. But um, You reckon the boys are out and about there, Lee, soaking up the nightlife? Oh, well, Just, I think JH would have been in amongst it for sure. What's the drink of choice on the night out, lads? Drink of choice. Anything that's been bought for me. Oh, facts. <laughs> yeah, Lee. Yeah, you are you a beer guy, cider, cocktail? Not a beer guy. That's all I'll say. I hate yeah. beer. You, you look like you'd like. I reckon you're a spirits guy. I reckon you could throw back some shots. I reckon Lee's a high class alcohol guy. <laughs> yeah, like, a, like a cosmopolitan. Like just I don't so, know. What's espresso it martini something, or something. something on the rocks. And oh, it's like yeah, ice and little, little uh, whiskey on the rocks. Yeah. Or... Whereas Nick, you're more of a you're more of you're a, a fat lamb. You're a goonbag yeah. type oh, operation. I am a I'm a cheap <laughs> cheap operator. Here you go, actually, my mates. Shout out to all my mates. I'm not sure if any of them listen. I think they all hate basketball. All two of you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Good one, man. <laughs> Including me. They man. were absolutely stoked the other week. I went out for a couple of drinks yep. and I, I chewed the ear off some of the Jack Jumpers players. Yep. Made some new friends there, yep. but um. They were stoked that I bought a round oh, because I'm I'm notorious. They always say I skimp out and whatever, but I hate rounds. Buy your own I, drinks. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate rounds actually. too, but I made sure to get my rounds in. There was a few other blokes coming a bit later. I made sure to get my rounds in while the numbers were small. That's a class act by you, Nick. I'm happy with I, I'm never, I, I don't do rounds because yeah. imagine you can't do it with six guys. So no. Really, but someone, someone's going to skimp out and whiz, weasel their way out of not. They think it's home. me, but I just never partake in rounds. And, I mean, the other thing is, what if you go up during happy hour? Like, yeah. you're the one saying, look, boys. I'm up. I'm, I'm on. up. This is, yeah. my, this is my time to shine. <laughs> absolutely. Next time, though. How about I get the next three rounds and I'm done for the night? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move ahead, though. Okay, good that, stuff. So we've all done our number six teams. Yes. Beautiful. Let's transition to seven. 
Uh, we've got two to go, lads. We're on the the power clock now. I'll mm. start us. Mm-hmm. I've just changed this in the last minute. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> last minute change. Yeah, last minute switch up. I've gone the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Now, I did have them eight. I've transitioned them up to seven. They got a nice win today over the Phoenix Suns. Brings the series back to 2-1, uh, which is fantastic. Getting that win there in Dallas. Shout out to our man, XL. He would love seeing a bit of Luka Magic happen there. Dustin Schumacher. Hope you well, well XL. We love what he does there. Um, but Luca again, it's it's the same. We've it, it seems to be a recurring theme. Whether it's Giannis, whether it's Embiid, whether it's what was it, Jar? You yep. know, we need Luca to have some running mates, and he got that today. He got that in Brunson, who bowled out. You're getting some contributions from Kleber, from Dimwitty, from these other guys. Like Luca can only do so much, mm. and I feel like a broken record saying that. I think going forward, though. Whether it's this season, no, it's not this season, but going forward in the next couple of seasons, mm. they need a genuine big, I think. Yeah. A big who's an offensive Couldn't threat more. can block up the paint, but I think their small ball lineup, you look at Golden State Warriors and Dallas, their mm. small ball lineup stacked up against each other, it's just as not even close. Yeah. Um, so I think going forward they need to address that. But I think Luca is an all time talent. He there is a you can see a world in which they get over the Suns, but yeah. uh yeah, highly, highly exciting series there. Just back to that um, sort of need for a big man for the Dallas Mavericks. Like, mm. it's why that um, trade that's touted for Rudy Gobert is so attractive. And yeah. I'd love to see it happen because... I just don't know what they have to offer. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you'd probably think that Tim Hardaway, who's on the outer at the moment, would be have to be involved in that offer. Maybe birdie beetle but there still is just then they I, I know what you mean they don't have enough to offer it's but a great war, in yes. an ideal world they yep. would love him they would Absolutely. love him seven from you lads what have you got I've let's got, go Lee. i've got him seven as well and seven. i haven't got much else to say um after what you've said but i just love this team way more than when paul zingas was on it i'm happy he's oh, out they're of fun there. to watch aren't they they're that small ball watch. lineup it is fun to watch yeah and so. jalen brunson's playing the best basketball he's ever played spencer den Spencer Dinwiddie mm. looks way better than he yeah. did when he was in Washington. Um, he actually looks quite promising. Yeah. Um, and Luca's doing Luca things. I, I like them. Yeah, I um, I'm with you guys as well. Dallas at seven for me. Um, you know, we saw in that last game they've showed they've actually showed signs that you know they could they could do put it put up a threat in this series. Oh, I imagine when in reality I didn't really give them Tell too much. What, I would rough rough a Warriors oh, Mavs series. Oh, wouldn't that be incredible? Two Potentially small ball lineups mm. going up against it. You've got Steph against Luca. What am ah? Oh. Yeah. Actually, oh, oh no, I don't want to say that, but I'm kind of rooting for that series. <laughs> oh, that that would be unreal. Fun. And Fun. we we spoke about before, like with Giannis, like him getting over the top of the Celtics and how that builds his legend even more. Imagine if the if Luca Doncic somehow brought this Dallas Mavericks team. Where he's clear in a way the best player on that team. It's like the we believe star. Warriors, isn't it? Almost oh, I... to a certain extent, like that kind of real underdog, kind of backs against yep. the wall, yep. doing big things. It's not going to happen, though. I'm sorry to be the logic <laughs> guy, but hate to burst the bubble. No, it's, Chris Paul isn't going to have another seven turnover yeah, first half game. That yeah. Phoenix Suns team, yeah, something true. else. Yeah. That but, doesn't happen. But you know, saw good signs in that series, and and who knows? Number eight, here it is, Lee. What have you got? I've got the Grizzlies at eight. Um, they'll go down in this series, I believe. But this, the 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 experience that Jar Morant is gaining right you can now, see the pathway, can't you? The steps they're taking, it's just so mm. it's so beneficial for that his career pathway. Trajectory like that, they're looking real good. Yeah. His confidence is already very high. You can tell he's kind of 
sneaky humble, but his confidence is <laughs> is growing even more. Top ten within the league, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, I've got my number eight, the Philadelphia 76ers. You hate Philly. No, no, well, yeah, no, actually I do because they, yeah. they, they pissed me off <laughs> so with how much me. respect and, you know, I gave them the number one seed year after year in our, our preseason yeah. rankings. They've just disappointed me. Mm. And even, as I said, what we've seen with Harden so far, disappointing. Yep. Um, it's amazing the difference Embiid makes, having him back in the fold. But I just don't think they're there. I, th- I think the Heat are too good. Um, and then, like, they need to, if they are any chance, any chance whatsoever, they need Harden the scorer, not the facilitator, not the, the backseat passenger. They need the scorer, not Harden. the clubber, not the support the, player. Imagine being a support player. I love these guys, but just Tobias Harris and Matt. Oh, this team pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. Tobias Harris pisses me off, even though, even though he's been better. I had a good conversation with someone during the week about him, and like, he's been better, mm. but he. But what he's getting paid, he's not doing enough. He needs to average like 25 points to be oh. warranted what he's worth. But you look at him, Harden pisses me off. Mm. You know, well, they've got rid of Simmons now because he pissed me off. But nevertheless, <laughs> it's a team that just, they make me mad. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I've got them in my last spot as well. And I just, I've been burnt so many times by the Philadelphia exactly. 76ers in a playoff setting. And, um, you know, yes, they won game three. They had Joel Embiid back. I, I'm understanding of that, into that well done will. to them. But at the end of the day, I don't trust them. I don't trust their personnel. Um, the only guy on this team that I pure that I trust on a nightly basis is Joel Embiid. And if you've got one guy, only one guy on your team that you can trust and everyone else is potentially a liability on yeah. any given night, I don't like that at all. Another name that I'll add to your list that I don't particularly trust or like at the moment is Doc Rivers. I, oh, I, I think I think he's a he's yeah. a guy who um, Philadelphia may be better suited without going forward. So um, I think that they're just even though they won that game three, they're absolutely no chance to get over this Miami Heat squad, which is absolutely clicking on all cylinders. Lads, I tell you what, it's always a good indication that we've gone long enough in the piece when I've just got my legs just about crossed, about to piss my pants off. <laughs> Probably a good sign it's about oh, time to wrap her up. Yeah, but, yeah. guys, we had a blast doing this. It's always fun, fun. You know, it's, it's whatever happened from here, all eight teams, mm. it is an absolutely star-studded lineup of talent, you know, going forward. So we're certainly looking forward to what the NBA, the rest of the playoffs hold. Yes. It's, it's going to be phenomenal games, phenomenal matchups. Um, certainly eagerly anticipating that. As well, I tell you what, the NBL game oh. game two tomorrow. Look out! I my heart's already pumping. Like, massive, massive shout out to the Tassie Jack the jumpers. I mean, that the NBL is generating at the moment, like the shot that Josh Adams had in game yep. game three the other night mm. versus Melbourne United, shown around the world. Like the, yep. the interest ESPN. and traction it's gaining. This league, I, I've said it. I've said it. I've told you every single listener out here, get involved. Go check it out. Watch a game or two. Mm. It is mm. phenomenal. The talent involved. So. Certainly looking forward to that, seeing that game tomorrow. Um, you know, guys, it's it's going to be a massive week. As Absolutely. I said, we're looking forward to hopefully having on the boys from Fifth and Dribble next week. Um, we're going to discuss everything from the NBA, the NBL. Hopefully we'll have a champion crown. Hopefully the boys from Tassie. Um, lads, come on. best time of the year. Oh, come on, Jack. Come on, boys. Get involved. Get up and about for the Tassie Jack Jumpers. Guys, till next week, we thank you for your continued support and we will talk to you soon. Till then, guys. Love you, bye.